What is up, TIW Mafia? It is JP here. I'm hanging out kind of solo this week. And I uh, just wanted to sit down and talk to you. It is literally the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, and I wanted to sit down and talk about something that I think is making sort of a resurgence this sh- uh, as of late. And talk about who the best is of wrestling big men today. Um, there was a time of day, sort of like when I grew up watching professional wrestling, when we had Andre the Giant, we had King Kong Bundy, uh, Bastion Booger to a point I know. Uh, these guys, and they'll... I've at least heard King Kong Bundy say it in interviews. Uh, he knew he wasn't the best professional wrestler out there, but he knew he was an attraction. He knew how to get people to pay to see King Kong Bundy. He knew how to make a headline. He knew how to keep the fans engulfed in his matches, despite the fact he wasn't Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as far as how well he wrestled. And, uh, I mean, there's quite a few today that, you know, that in WWE right now, you got Heavy Machinery, you got uh, Ivar from the War Raiders, hashtag 305 Live, you got Brian Malonis outside of WWE, uh, reclaiming the Kingpin, hashtag Kingpin. Uh, but he, you know, Brawler Malonis in Ring of Honor, and uh, one of the big, best big men out there, really, and he can, he can, both of those guys, uh, Malonis and Ivar, have, like, such a unique style, um, they're both very athletic, and they both do things that, um, I'm bigger than both of them, to be honest with you, I outweigh them both. Not by a whole, whole lot, but I do. And uh, I can't do any of the stuff they do. There's a reason I don't get into the ring. Um, there's uh, guys like Ace Romero. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I know he's doing this Major League Wrestling thing, and that's a kid who just came from nowhere Maine in... Because of companies like Limitless, Chaotic, and um, Beyond Wrestling, was able to go a long way, and it, it's not even close to over for him. He hasn't touched upon anything yet, um, and he's learned from everywhere he's went. But he learned early on that he was an attraction. He learned that somewhere in his training, probably at New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where, ironically, so far, all three of these guys um, have at least had some training out of. Um, Or uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy has had some effect on their pro wrestling career at some point. Um, There's also guys like Puff out of Canada um, that isn't necessarily the most athletic, but he is just incredible. He does a a comedy style of wrestling, he gets out there and he's dancing, and he's the biggest of this bunch so far, so it's pretty amusing to watch, and I'm a fan of Puff and Puff's Twitter, 
uh, which is like Puff is God, one F in Puff, by the way. Uh, there's guys that y'all have never heard of. There's uh, a lot of you guys would never have heard of Big Bama Tooch, who is, uh, has over the years become a really good friend of mine. He's someone I've known. Met him pretty early on when I started doing this and wrestling shows and stuff. And um, Didn't talk for a long time, but in recent years, uh, he's had a good hand in like the Bell Time Club and a lot of those students. And we've become pretty good friends. I talk to him at every show I see him at. I, you know, me and him will message each other here and there randomly. Uh, and Beer is a big guy. He's actually a very good worker. He's a great, uh, he's a really good trainer as well. And, again, learned how to be the attraction. Learned how to be the guy that, ch- that, you you wanna see and he um there's little stuff that he does to make himself bigger to make himself badder. And uh <laughs> hey Bear, uh, this is probably the first time I've talked about you on the show, but let me just tell you this is for somebody. Half man, half bear. All Matooch. Big Bear Matooch. The, um, but the, the resurgence of the big men to me, sorry, I had to do that. That was something that uh, somebody used to do for him every time he walked into a locker room. Bear was on and kind of gave Bear that little slogan. Uh, but the, the resurgence of the big men right now, I like it. Especially with the fact that a lot of these guys are not only super heavyweights, they're also super athletic. Um, I mean, you got Warbeard Hanson doing the, ah, the spinning heel, heel kick. Sorry, I called him Warbeard Ivar. The spinning heel kick. He's been doing that forever. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a match of his where he didn't do the cartwheel. Um, and just so much more. And then, I mean, where do I even start with Brawler? The beer drinking kid, uh, the beer drinking beer that kids. Half of the bounces, one of the best tag teams, if not just in ROH and professional wrestling. Um, Kingpin, Brian Malonis. And I don't even know where to start with that because, like, he, he does. He can do so much, but he knows what to do and when to do it. So you don't hit every flip in the book being his size. Um, You hit one big move, and it matters. And, uh, but I think it's, it's crazy because... He's so underrated at the same point. And all of these guys at some point in their career were so underrated. Every pro wrestler out there, I don't care if it's John Cena, um, Ric Flair. At some point in their career, believe it or not, they were underrated. 
whether it was their first week and they were the opening match, or, you know, it took them years to get noticed on a national level. And even though that they had a hand in so many people that were on the national level. Um, and it's just crazy to think that those guys were underrated. On a, on a, they were never underrated, I don't think, in New England, which is where they were. But they were all underrated nationally. And it's just crazy to think of that. Um, as far as other big men out there, like Heavy Machinery, I wasn't very familiar with them um, before I saw them on WWE. I won't lie, uh, and I think those two are great. In uh, I think they're hysterical. They do a lot of funny stuff, and just it, it's cool to see that because for um, I don't want to say for a long time. There was a time in wrestling where if you wanted to make it to the WWE, you had to be 6'7", 6'8", 250, and absolutely jacked. Or you had to make a real name somewhere else. And now, that's not necessarily the case. Now, you don't have to make the name somewhere else. You can be sort of an average guy making um, size-wise. But with the, the big man making the comeback, and there's a place for every person on independent wrestling. Whether you're Hornswoggle or you're Andre the Giant, there is a spot for you on a wrestling show. Or there should be. And it's, um, it's crazy to think that somebody thought otherwise. Because, um... It's just not right. Like, there's... Just like there's a spot for every type of wrestling, there's a spot for every type of wrestler. And... Let's see. I'm trying to just Google a few things here. I'm trying to, uh, to come up with some more stuff for you. But over time, if you, th um, if you think about it, over time, you had Viscera. You had the big show. You had Andre the Giant. Um, even Brock. Brock is really a super heavyweight. Um, he's just in a different shape. Samoa Joe. Um, and Samoa Joe's a type of guy who in t impact where there was nobody else with his type of build type. He was able to like make a spot for himself. Keith Lee. Um... Keith Lee's another one who, he had a little bit of a name up in the New England area because he came up for Beyond. Uh, I never really knew his stuff. I had always heard really good things about him. And um, he's just so incredible. And he's, and like, he, even in at WWE right now, where everybody is an attraction, he came in as the guy who wasn't on the main roster right before... Uh, Survivor Series. And he went in there with Braun Strowman. And he came out of there. I mean, I'm talking right before Survivor Series, the Raw and SmackDown leading in. He came out of those invasion angles as the person people were talking about. He came out of Survivor Series as the person people were talking about. Um, 
And he was in there with guys that have been definitely in the wrestling business longer than him. Everybody in there essentially was in the spotlight longer than him. And he kept things going. I mean, through time, WWE also had guys like The Undertaker and Kane. And it's... Those guys, again, both came into the WWE as names. But if you watched uh, Stone Cold Show uh, last week on uh, WWE Network with The Undertaker on it, you can see... He talks about his struggles kind of coming up in Texas, not being a name, and um, how him and Stone Cold kind of came up in the same time and were, um, you know, struggling before they made it. Um, He also got Lars Sullivan, King Kong Bundy, who... uh, like, from everything I understand, was pretty much, like, one of the worst wrestlers out there. And he made a vented one of my favorite WrestleManias because I was a kid. I loved that blue cage. Uh, and he was in the cage th- in three against Hulk Hogan. And, uh, to me, he was one of the best wrestlers in the world as a as a young kid. I mean, you're going back... We're going into 36, that was 33 years ago. Uh, I don't want to tell you how old I was, but it might have been 12. And it's just really cool that he's able to do that. By the way, guys, if you're just tuning in, this is JP here, talking about super heavyweights and professional wrestling. I won't keep telling you all that, I'll just keep talking. And uh, once in a while I'll do something like that. Just to remind, because... For those who are listening after the fact, I did do this one live night before Thanksgiving. Um, you had the you had Haystacks Calhouns, you had the the um, the hillbillies. You had you know through wrestling, you had guys like that, and I just think the fact that it's if those guys had never gone away, if the big guy had never kind of gotten out of the spotlight to a point, and I know there's People are going to say, oh, there's always been a couple, and they're right. But there was never a lot of them. There was always, WWE would have one or two. Um, Impact never really did the big guy thing. Uh, Once in a while, ROH would have someone. But it's not like it was in the 80s and 90s when it was a must. And the reason that I think that it was good that we had that break is now... Since, um, since the steroid, uh, since the steroid scandal in the 90s, um, wrestlers couldn't just be big anymore because, uh, steroids were out. You weren't gonna, uh, I mean, obviously a handful of guys always used them, never stopped, but you weren't gonna make it off of that alone anymore. Um, as a company. So you had to get wrestlers. You had to get people who had a lot more talent and stuff in. Um, now, in order to make it, 
sort of no matter what your size, uh, be it big, be it little, be it, you know, 205 Live size, you have to be able to wrestle. Like the, even, I mean, you look at Hornswoggle and he did a comedy spot here and there and I think we all understood that he really spoke English and not gibberish. And we all understood he'd, um, for the most part, we understood he didn't live under the ring. He had to be able to wrestle. He was the only, he was the only little person in WWE. And, uh, once in a while they would bring in guys like Short Sleeve Sampson or, uh, Robbie the Giant a lot. Shout out, Robbie. Um, and, but he had to be able to wrestle if he was going to have a match. And now it's the same thing with the big men. So... Like, um, Ivar has to be able to wrestle on any given Monday night. Um, and it's the same on other areas. It's the same in Ring of Honor. It's the same on the Indies for the most part. Um, there's always going to be one or two exceptions in every company. But the guys that I just mentioned... They're either great wrestlers, great workers, or both. And that's just my feeling. Now, I want to talk a little about Survivor Series. I want to take a quick break. We'll talk Survivor Series. And we'll talk a little about our guests, who we have coming next week, who is uh, an author. He has published several books. He is a award-winning author, and he's going to come and talk to us for some reason. Uh, guys, before we go out on break, I just want to tell you all, check out manscaped.com, promo code Irish, sorry, promo code TIW is going to get you 10% off and free shipping. Uh, Manscaped is awesome. It is not only the best safety razor out there for your balls, for your body parts, uh, but it includes other stuff. There's other things out there like um, they have a, the cologne is unbelievable. The ball preserver is great. Um, they have a chafing cream. They have basically, I call it ballone. It's like a, a deodorant for your balls, a cologne for your balls, if you will. And everything, like I've used it all at this point, it is, um, I can't say how well it, like I can't even explain to you guys how well, how well it works. Being a bigger guy myself, like I, I do chafe in my eyes, sorry, too much info, but um, the ball preserver really works to help that. Um, a couple little dabs in the morning after the shower and I'm good to go for the whole day. And the razor, like, I'm so well trimmed right now. It's incredible. And um, it does, it does make a difference, guys. I will say that. The ladies are happy, so I'm happy. But check them out. Like I said, promo code IRISH, save you 10%, free shipping anywhere in the U.S. And that just lets them know we sent you. I honestly don't get anything out of that. Um. I just want to see you guys save some money, and I want to see, um, I want to, you know, it's something I get for you guys. Because we love yous, everyone who listens. 
everybody on WrestlingNewsSource.com in those forums. You guys know who our guest is next week. You guys going to be the only people who know who our guest is next week. Um, and that's just something I do specifically for that group of people. Because I want to see that group of people grow. Um, if you guys go to this, this is something else new. From the people at WrestlingNewsSource.com. If you go to Wrestler, it's W. R E S T L R dot social. Sign up there. It is Twitter for you. It is Twitter for the wrestling fan. Uh, it's pretty cool. You get in there now, and you're automatically friends in Iller. It's very easy to find people like myself. I'm JPTIW. In uh, it's so new, it's um, it's very easy to find people and to link up with people and have conversations with new people. It's uh, what social media should have been before everything became this huge conglomerate. And it's not just a mash of people. It's a, it's a very good mix of different types of people that have something in common. So... That's wrestler, W-R-E-S-T-L-R dot social. Sorry, Ben, if I'm not supposed to tell them about that yet, but I told them about that. Uh, but also the WrestlingNewsSource.com, the WNS forums. It's the best, honestly, WNS is the best news site out there, hands down. Um, their sources are real sources. Their sources aren't just themselves. I've witnessed that firsthand. And... Um, it's just incredible. Like they don't, they're not a copy and paste site. They get news from other sites, of course, like every other site does. But they actually, before they publish the story, they dig into it. They make their own phone calls. They do their own legwork. They find out if the story is. Um, you never know if the story is a hundred percent true or not, honestly, because um, the even the people involved might tell you it's true when it's not, and might tell you it's not when it is. Uh, but they do their own to make sure it's somewhat of a credible story, and I haven't seen too much come out of there that was incorrect. Uh, but the WNS forums are sort of an old-school throwback to the way things were um, at the start of the web page, at the start of the internet. Um, and you can go on, you can post stuff. I'm going to tell you who our guest is when we have guests there, and you'll be able to post questions. Um, I don't do that on Twitter too much, uh, Josh and Joe the same way, uh, it just because WNS has always been there for us and we want to be there for them, it's that day one shit, guys, appreciate you, Ben, appreciate you, Christy, um, guys, I'll be right back after this. Alright guys, I'm back. Now if you're listening to this, it's if you're listening live, it's 10.30 at night. If you're listening any other time, guys, you need coffee. You want the world's strongest coffee? I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. Death Wish coffee. It's literally coffee flavored coffee. It is the world's strongest 
coffee that doesn't have caffeine infused in it. They're very careful in how they say that, but that rest of the, they, they claim on the t-shirt and on the cans and everything else is world's strongest coffee. They now have cold brews. They now have instant coffee. Um, they have the cherry pods. They have regular coffee, however you take it, they have it. Um, Promo code Irish there is going to save you, I believe, 10%. And, man, I have, I'll tell you this, like, I do have a, uh, well, it's less than a pound now. It's about a quarter of a pound left. i got to reorder some. But I have to clean canteen cup through them. Um, I started a new job this weekend at 7 o'clock in the morning. I poured an iced coffee into that. What I did was I ordered two iced coffees, and I won't tell you from where because it was not the world's strongest coffee, but it was, you know, just to get me over for the day at the new job. So I bought two iced coffees, one to drink right then, and one to kind of save throughout the day to get me through training. And uh, at the end of the day, of course, my coffee was gone, but my cup still had ice in it. And I'm talking 10 hours later. So... The clean canteen cup on there is like thirty-five bucks. You're gonna get it for thirty-one fifty. Well worth the investment. Um, their t-shirts. I get I get comments on my Death Wish coffee t-shirt almost every time I wear it. It's pretty damn cool. You get ten percent off it. Again, this is my bills are paid in those ads you just listened to. So thank you. Um, these these. Uh, brand deals, I'll call them. I got some free product. I'll make you guys this promise. If I get a brand deal for a product I don't like, you're going to know about it. The fact of the matter is, both of these products are products that I went to. Oh, Death Wish, Joe went to. Manscaped, I reached out to to make these brand deals so these aren't just some random companies that like emailed me these are companies we went to um i'm not going to give you guys i uh, a brand deal for something that i'm not going to really use i just won't do it if they if a company wants to give me a sample and say hey can you guys review this i'm going to give them what i just gave you guys but i'm going to be honest about it so um if the product isn't that good, I'm going to give the company the heads up and say, I'm not a fan of this product. Um, and, um, you know, maybe I won't tell you about it. Maybe we won't talk about it on the show. But I'll never tell you I like a product I don't really like. So, there's that. A guy's Survivor Series, it just happened. Um, the winning team... Uh, is probably a surprise to some people. It wasn't. I wasn't so surprised that the team that got the most wins was um, was NXT, because that did so much for NXT. Uh, it gave them a lot of clout for Wednesday nights. It gave them a lot of um, just recognition, and it put them on a different level. In the WWE universe, it <laughs> it also it did it. You know they couldn't win every match. 
but they they needed to win the bulk. Uh, I feel like they needed to win the women's match. I feel like that was sort of the most important. Uh, the men's match they needed to be strong in. And the championship matches they needed to be strong. I feel like the right teams won most of them. I I love seeing I saw Ivar and uh, Seth Rollins kind of get into it on Twitter. Seth said something, and uh, Ivar's response was just like, hey, remember we were the team that won on uh, Ed Survivor Series. And it was cool to see. So, like, it used to irk me that Survivor Series was only one Survivor Series match. It was like, oh, my God, rename the pay-per-view because this isn't Survivor Series. Survivor Series used to be a couple of those teams. It was two or three of them, and then they might have had a championship match on, and that's exactly what this year's was. I was so happy to see that because I loved that. Um, I don't want to see a 10-man tag every week, or a 5-on-5 on 5, as this year's was. I don't want to see that every week on Raw. I don't want to see that every week on any show. I don't want to see it once a month. I want to see those matches once a year. I'm a big fan of them. And, uh, but once a year, otherwise it's overkill. You'd save those for Survivor Series. And, uh, it, it's just, it was so awesome. To, the way that you work the mechanics, like the girls, the two women getting hurt, um, and then, but then coming out at the end. In, I think War Games, because it's that multi-man tag, the uh, multi-person tag match, is sort of, Fitting that that Survivor Series weekend, uh, because it's sort of preps, even though it's uh, those are eight on eight, not ten, not uh, four on four, rather eight man, eight people, not uh, five on five. But even the War Games was unbelievable, and the way the women did it with the the heel turn, I won't do any spoilers right now. That was so. I, I saw what they were shooting for. Um, I like specifically what angle they were trying to um, almost mimic. And they sort of did it. It didn't really have the same effect on me. Um, when Mr. Perfect turned on the four horsemen and joined uh, NWO, I had goosebumps. Uh, I was a teenager, and that was just so, the way that was done, uh, with him sneaking the two sets of handcuffs in, and I think they tried to do that with two pieces of the women's match, one being the heel turn, and the other being when Rhea Ripley got handcuffed in the match. I think they did the handcuffs quite differently. But the heel turn, I think, was definitely supposed to be very similar to that. Um, as far as the feel it gave its people. And it wasn't far off. It just wasn't Kurt Henning. It wasn't the Four Horsemen. It wasn't NWO. Um, it was a company that didn't quite, you know. I mean, the, those young kids, they're just that. They're younger. They're coming up. Uh, but I think they did a great job at it. So I'm not taking anything away from them by any means. And it was so cool to see it. And how cool was the surprise in the men's match? Um, the 
you know, the whether or not there was a fourth member, who it was or wasn't, uh, was quite shocking. I mean, I don't know if I would take that team on with just three, or if I would really try for a fourth member. But, like, that, um, the end of the match, Rucker, I know you hated this, but I saw this a lot differently, I think, than some people, and I saw that it was done in a way where, yes, there was a high chance of injury, yes, there was serious risk, but it was done as safe as possible, and this is the Big thing off of the top of the cage at the end of war games. That was bananas. Bananas. Um, and kudos to the guys who were involved in that. Um, kudos to the people involved in that in that match and the other war games match for not doing too much on top of the cage, knowing that this was happening. Um, it just made it that much more impressive. And, uh, incredible. That, I got goosebumps for that. And it happened, I mean, I'll say who it was, and it was, uh, Tommaso, and it was Britt Baker's fiance. and how do we know that, guys? Because the WWE accidentally showed her in the audience. And then very intentionally when she got... I mean, I don't want to say very intentionally. That sounds wrong. But um, apparently a cameraman showed her in the audience. Just showing her as a concerned fiancé. Not realizing that she worked for AEW. And uh, they announced her. They didn't say she was, you know... AEW, she, they just said, then there's Britt Baker in the audience with a very look of concern or something to that effect. Uh, Ronaldo Minaro, uh, did. And I don't think it should get her in any trouble, but the WWE, Triple H, actually issued a statement saying that they hope she's not in trouble over that. Uh, because in, you know, in the past, one of the Highlanders showed up on Impact, or TNA, it might have been at the time, I forget, showed him in the audience, and they actually showed him as a WWE superstar. And they fired him for it. He got released over that in the WWE. So, uh, hopefully Britt Baker, I didn't watch. I'm going to watch once I finish up here with you guys. And I guess I'll see if Britt Baker is on AEW. I saw the one thing I did see, kind of a little spoiler, um... My favorite tag team in the independence right now, the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, I'm not sure who the Butcher is. I've never seen him before, but he is such just a, I'm a big guy. And this is another one. He should be on the Super Heavyweights, uh, the Butcher. But he's such a big dude. He's intimidating. I'm as big as he is, and I'll see him walking around the Beyond Show, and I sort of step aside. Um, and then the Blade is, he's had a couple of names, uh, most notably to me, is he was Pepper Pox in the past, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, WWE for a minute or two, um, 
NWA. He was in the NWA title run. Uh, I got to see him first, I believe, Finn Balor for a little bit. In one of the two or three matches that I got to see uh, Fergal in uh, live for NECW. Uh, back in that day when they had uh, a couple of the NWA matches. So that's a cool little fact about that. But they're the Butcher and the Blade. And just their chemistry, their size, their intimidation style. Um, and their experience, obviously. It all kind of meshes together. Um, guys, listen. It is Thanksgiving week. Tomorrow's actually Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Eve right now. I should be out drinking somewhere, but I'm not. I'm here talking to you guys because I do love you guys. Um, it's it's a busy week for all of us here. Uh, me and Josh were trying to link up tonight, me and Joe, uh, and it just didn't work out. I said I want to get a show out, and I want to talk about big men in pro wrestling. Um, Brian Malonis within ROH being... Uh, my favorite tag, my favorite um, big man out there today. Um, like obviously, it, it, it's not so much a bias because he's the best wrestler, the best big man wrestler out there. I feel, but there may be a little bias in me because I am friends with Brawler. I actually told him I was doing the show earlier and uh, got the thumbs up from him. The not literally, he, me and him talked a little bit this morning about it. Nah. It's, I'll say this. Um, I'm trying to wear this very carefully because it, it involves some stuff that's going on right now with him. But Kingpin Brian Malonis, Brawler Malonis, whatever moniker he has in 2020 is going to be a huge huge name it is going to become in 2020 whichever moniker he uses wherever he uses it um is going to become a national name nationally known household name and it's getting to that point now but in 2020, the vision is clear. See what I did there, guys? See what I did there? Uh, Kingpin, as he's reclaiming it now, Brian, you're going to be a household name. Ring of Honor, just keep pushing him to the moon. Keep Brawler happy. Uh, keep him with you guys. I don't know... Uh, what the con what contracts look like and stuff like that. Um, but man, he's the type of guy that could take a company like that, and along you know, along with the Bear City Bruiser. Man, you the, I'm I'm not even saying like telling companies to strap strap a rocket to their back, strap your company on their back, and watch what it does. Guys, that's all I got this week. That's my show on the big men in pro wrestling. Um, quick Survivor Series recap that turned into a quick um, NXT recap. So, peace. Big guest next week, author, 
historian, ah, all around good guy, pretty well known in both of those labels as wrestling historian and wrestling author. Um, dare I say the biggest name of both of them. If you want to know who it is, it's as simple as going over to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Left-hand side of that screen, just hit the WNS forum and check it out. Check out the forums anyway, guys. I honestly go on there uh, at least a couple times a week and just look and see what people are posting because it's pretty interesting to me. I kind of grew up in that era of the internet, so um, I love it. I think it's a real throwback. Uh, wrestling, wrestler, so, dot social, another site that's just fun. Again, that's just W-R-E-S-T-L-R dot social. There is no dot com at the end of that. It's just a social media site for pro wrestling fans. Um, that's it, guys. See you next week.